It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And none other than John Warner of the Waco Trib, fresh back from Kansas City. And he is uh, he goes from one tournament to another. Uh, John, it was, uh, I guess, the, the silver lining in the Bears checking out early is that you and I got to kind of hunker down and focus on the Baylor women for a little while. And um, I apologize. I, uh, I, I was the benefactor. Uh, you and... Uh, you and Chad Conine wanted to be able to sit next to each other and work together. And so uh, the front row seat that was uh, in place for the Waco Trib was occupied by none other than, than Matt Mosley. So let me start out by thanking you for that seat during the OU game the other day. Yeah, Matt, you know, well, we just wanted you to see what it's like. I mean, to sit right there at courtside, front row. I mean, uh, it doesn't get any better than that, and uh, that was our gift to you. <laughs> you know, most people would say I never feel guilty about things like that, but I think you'll testify that I was feeling a little bit weird about it, and that's why I yeah. kept offering you and Chad to come down and, and take your rightful spot. But after about the second time you all turned me down, I said, you know what, I'm going to hunker down here and really enjoy this view. And, uh, John, I I, uh, I had a good view of that um, interesting back and forth that took place. You know, it's always fun when there's, uh, you know, Schaefer, Vic Schaefer from Texas has had a little back and forth this year with a Texas Tech coach. And then, um, you know, we're all just kind of minding our own business, and we look up in the in the second half of that game the other day, and um, – and, and an OU player gets hurt. I'm trying to remember if it's early fourth or late third quarter. And, man, there was some barking back and forth between the OU coach, that's Coach Baransic, and uh, and Nikki Collin. Uh, John, I, I mean, I think we kind of figured out what was going on there, but I, I'll just say I kind of, for the, for the sake of the conference, I kind of like seeing that. Yeah, I like intense rivalry. I I don't I don't mind backing uh, barking back and forth at all. Uh, but yeah, I think they've got some really good rivalries going now. Probably more so than the Kim era because you know these games are a little more hotly contested. I mean, Oklahoma beat Baylor twice. Baylor came back to beat them. Uh, Baylor beat Texas twice. Texas came back to beat them in the Big Twelve tournament. So, to me, these are much more interesting games than 20, 30-point blowouts. I mean, probably a lot of Baylor fans would still like to see those, but these games are more fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I, I, I man, I, there's an Oklahoma player. Um, there's Maddie Williams, who's a good player. And then that, I think the other, the number 30 for Oklahoma, uh, Robinson, I believe is her last name. Uh, she pulled up from like Steph Curry range in that game the other day, and uh, that was a lot of fun to see the back and forth that was going on there. Baylor really wanted to avenge uh, their loss there. John, I got I know that was a tough way to go out yesterday. I don't think it's the end of the world losing to Texas. In fact, maybe it'll kind of recalibrate them. But I, I, I sort of think uh, what we saw in Friday's game was. Uh, and, and of course, you, you've now become a, a Baylor women's expert, uh, kind of like me, after really, <laughs> really focusing on those those games there. But um, uh, I, 
I thought Caitlin Bickle showed us in that game, John, that uh, that maybe, you know, I kind of wondered, okay, what's going to happen when Queen Egbo and Nalissa leave? And obviously Sarah Andrews will be back. That was really one of the first glimpses I've had of, th- of thinking, whoa, well, maybe Caitlin Bickle can be the star or the stud for this team. Like, I, I guess I hadn't really thought of her that way. And in that game, man, she was just – she was dang near unstoppable, John. Yeah, I think that was uh, – might have been one of the best games she's played all year. And she's a – you know, she could step outside and hit a three, too. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think she's going to be one of their key players in the post next year. Um, I mean, nobody's going to replace Melissa. I mean, she's just a phenomenal athlete. I mean, some of the plays she made in that tournament, you know, you just don't really see a whole lot. And uh, how about her dad? Uh, you know, he, he's he's not a bad shooter either. He had a, a mid-court <laughs> shot. <laughs> One six yeah, hundred bucks in gas money from Phillips sixty-six. So uh, you know, talent must run in the family there. Yeah, I, I was I was kind of trying to figure that out how that works. The greatest player in college basketball, how her dad gets picked to be in some kind of halftime contest. <laughs> well, I think they were looking for people, and they got her. They got her brother, and uh, yeah. I think her dad was just kind of there for support. But the, the brother couldn't hit. He hit like the uh, the free throws, uh, the, the the layup, and the three pointer. But he could not hit the half court, so he just kind of handed the ball to his dad, and he uh, he swished it. Yeah, and, and at that point, it's gonna. It, it wouldn't make Philip sixty six look good if they tried to say, "Well, no, it was the brother. The dad does not count." You know, they couldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a tag team there. <laughs> oh man, John, what do you? How far do you think sixty six hundred dollars worth of gas? Now, gas is really expensive these days. How long do you think you could make that last? Like if you had well, to guess, yeah, um, I think probably the Smith family can make it to Wichita. I'm pretty confident <laughs> of that if Baylor goes there. Minneapolis, yeah. eh, I, I might use like the whole card. You know, the whole six yeah. hundred bucks if they make the Final Four. Yeah, yeah, I like that Philip sixty six <laughs> mascot that was running around out there. There was some good hijinks going on. Uh, there at that old arena. By the way, that thing has some history. I mean, even that little workroom. I, I guess you went down below, didn't you? And check check yeah. that out. I got. I went down there, and, and I mean, it looked like Radio City Music Hall or one of those incredibly old theater type arenas. Uh, Madison Square Garden's a little bit like that, but I um, I know some people called it a dump. I, I love historical places like that. I mean, I thought that was kind of neat to I see things cool. over there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and nine Final Fours that place has hosted um, uh, in, in its time. Talking to uh, John Warner on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. John and I actually ended up in the uh, workout room there together in Kansas City, uh, mainly because both of us were eating a lot of burn-ins and barbecue, and we we felt uh, guilty. I, I, John, I went over to a place called Char Bar, which is, mm-hmm. um, I think, a little bit over in Westport, and uh, people had talked about Q39. And uh, anyway, I was very, very pleased. And so it was fun to try out what Kansas City thinks is kind of their specialty. 
which is those burnt ends. And I know you went out and found some fried chicken on top of that. So, John, you and I are going to have to, yeah. I was going to say, Matt, my first stop is always Stroud's. Uh, Great Mm. fried chicken, you know, mashed potatoes and gravy, uh, an incredible cinnamon roll. And then my next stop is always Joe's Barbecue. So those are the first two things I hit, you know, so I got like the must stops out of the way. And uh, from there, I was just trying to work off the calories, which, you know, I, I might have maybe, maybe got a tenth of them worked off. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was kind of a losing battle, but uh, it was worth it. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun to get out there and travel a little bit. Now our sights turn toward Fort Worth, where the uh, the men are going to be Thursday. I know you'll be in position there, John, uh, in, in Norfolk State. Now, that's... I guess I don't want to overdo this. I mean, I, I but I think Baylor will be fine. I, yeah. The only thing I would say is Norfolk State is not totally your typical 16 because they've done a little damage in the past at 15. So I, I guess they're they're not. I don't want to make them like overly scary, but I just I just think given what happened to Virginia a few years ago, I think Norfolk State is a team that will at least have to get Baylor's attention uh, right out of the gates here. Yeah, I think so. As Coach Drew mentioned yesterday, they've got some good tournament history. Uh, They they beat Missouri, I think it was 2012, I think, in the NCAA tournament. In 2019, they beat Alabama in the NIT. So, you know, this is a program that's pretty established. They, They won both the MEAC regular season title and the tournament title. So, you know, they're probably coming in pretty confident. They're going to be highly motivated playing against the number one seed. And, uh, you know, I don't know their roster well. It's just looking through some of the stats. But, you know, they've got some guys who can score. And, uh, you know, it looks like some pretty dangerous guys. So, uh, but I mean, you know, I think Baylor's a 20-point favorite. And uh, it might be a little closer than that. And uh, I, think, I think Scott will have them prepared. You know, th- these guys, you know, they have a seven-man rotation. They know they've got a... They need all those seven guys playing well. They, they cannot have a guy off, really. So I think he, he's going to have them psyched up. Yeah, I, I was shocking to see Flagler have a have a bit poor game in that first game of the tournament. I mean, I, he's just so dependable. So I, I'm, I'm not going to get overly worried about that because that really seems like a – aberration i thought if you want to find some healthy signs or, or some positives i thought del bonner really brought it in that game isn't it interesting john i i think they from what i've heard and i'm sure what you've heard they kind of wanted to maybe red shirt really bring him along slowly and then with the injury to langston love and other injuries um bonner has had and crier obviously bonner's had a little bit more significant role than they expected i i think that's one of the real positives from this season though i mean that that game the other day uh i I thought bonner played with some confidence certainly has some athleticism uh he he seems to i mean I, i sometimes i'm like not wanting him to shoot the three but he actually has some confidence out there um are you do you feel like maybe that that was at least one of the good signs to come out of that OU loss. Yeah, you know, uh, you're right. They were going to redshirt them. Uh, Langston Love went down in the preseason. So, and you know, even at the start of the year, the first half of the year, he wasn't playing much because they weren't. They didn't have any injuries yet. I mean, no no long term ones anyway. 
So, uh, but yeah, I think he's played pretty good defense the whole time they've been, you know, using him as a seventh man. But I think his offense is starting to come. It looks like he's getting a little more confident in his outside shot. He's taking it to the hoop a little more. Uh, and you're right. I think he's a good athlete. And, uh, you know, I think he fits right in with those other guys. But, you know, uh, they just need everybody playing well, especially as they get up the road and competition. I think this East Regional is a bear. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've looked at it that deeply, Matt, but it's a bear. Uh, you know, I mean, North Carolina's playing pretty well now. Uh, they're right at the edge of the top 25. Mm-hmm. Um, Kentucky, Purdue, Purdue's the number one this year. UCLA, I mean, man, that, that's a tough region. I agree with you. Um, and, and, you know, it's not like you ever look at that 8-9 matchup and go, oh, good, that's easy. But I, I've seen easier. I've seen easier than uh, a North Carolina team that just ruined Coach K's big celebration and then a Shaka team that would have some extra, you know, Shaka uh, would would like an opportunity to knock off a team like Baylor. Um, and, and, and he's really had some, you know, we, we – are obsessed now with these quad one wins, and um, I, you know, someday I'll be able to tell you what that is exactly. But I, I, uh, I, I think that um, I think that Shaka and, and Marquette have done really well there. So that's um, I agree with you. That's a tough matchup. Hey, John, have you been have you been to Dickies yet? I was trying to remember. TCU played some games there. Before the the their new arena or their re, uh, renovate you know the renovation was done, have you um, have you been in that arena? No, I haven't, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I believe this is the first NCAA tournament games that have been in Fort Worth since '69 and '70 at Old Daniel Meyer at TCU. So uh, I think it's you know probably a pretty big deal for the city and to get both Baylor and Kansas there. Uh, that's quite a coup. I mean, two number one seeds, uh, you know, at, at that side. So that's a that's a pretty good deal for them. Yeah, I, I, you know, it looks kind of interesting to me on TV. I don't know why, but the way they've done it, you know, with all the seats and everything, I think that I don't know. I guess that color's gray. It, it just has a very interesting look about it. So that'll be good to to get over there. And, um, John, I guess they host some uh, rodeos. I mean, if you're at Fort Worth, you've got to have, you got to have uh, of course, they have the stockyards, but I think they have some, some, uh, some, some of those type things there as well. So let's just try to, let's try to envision the old HOT as we walk into Dickies on uh, Thursday, okay? Well, let's hope it's a few steps up from that. <laughs> and the smell is a little better. Yeah, yeah, although it, it turned into a pretty nice home court advantage over the years. I had Mr. Quick on the other day, by the way, Michael Williams, the great oh, Michael wow. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Now, so. you know they, they dressed in a trailer there at the <laughs> I, I think most of the coaches kind of, you know, say, well, why don't, we, why don't we see a lot of Baylor's campus? You know, I mean, all, all arenas are alike. You know, let's see the campus. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I still feel like I wish Jim had of. Uh, we could have gotten him over to the Feral uh, because, uh, my gosh, that that team he had recruited with Carlos. Vinny's little brother was headed to Baylor, Eric Johnson. He was going to have Michael Williams and Middleton. And, of course, Frank Williams and, and, uh, and McLemore and those dudes. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim was going to have himself a team, man. And uh, we all know kind of what happened. I'm still bitter about it. But, uh, anyway, it would have been really interesting to see what, uh, what he would have put together. John, I look forward to uh, seeing you in Fort Worth. they got some pretty good places to eat over there, so we should be okay. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to be fine there, Matt. <laughs> Warner and I can be spotted at Joe T's probably Joe either T's. Wednesday evening yeah. or Thursday evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good. That's our turf. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, John. Okay, Matt. Anytime. Okay, there he goes, John Warner from the Waco Trib.